Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast. I have Trevor with me on this podcast, and we're going to talk about love, death, and robots. This is a new Netflix series that's out right now. We're also going to talk about our two books for the week. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. My guest today is the one and only Trevor Dowling. Well, I'm the one and only here. I'm sure there's someone else with my name somewhere. Not the last name. Well, I'm sure with the last name. Seriously? The chances of that happening? Doppelganger. Well, I mean, he may, that other person may not have the same name, but he looks like me. That would be a doppelganger. Uh, the other guy is just someone with the same name, but he's clearly not as handsome as I am. So, <laughs> toot your own horn, huh? Yeah, there you go. I, I've always been very humble. <laughs> yes, you you are, Trevor. You are a humble guy. And yes, you thank are. you for having me on your podcast. It's been a while. <laughs> yes, since with November or last year, I believe. Probably. I yeah, think I think so. we did that Comic Con one or whatever. I, that was I, it. Yeah, that's that was it. it. That was it. Yeah, I brought you along here today, man, because I was looking, I was telling you about a, well, let me not jump, I'm not going to jump ahead. First of all, I'm going to start doing my book for the week review. Mm-hmm. I've been lacking in that lately. So the first topic of the podcast is your picks for the week for comic books. Okay. I got my pick, you got your pick. So you have, I have one, I might have two, but I think you might have one. I'm just going to kind of give my recommendation because I've only had two for this week. And other than that, I don't know what weeks they come out because I go to the comic shop every month and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do. But I'll at least give, and since it's been a while since I've been on, I'll give my recommendations for the ones that I'm enjoying at least. Yeah, so what did you read yesterday? Because New Comic Book Day is always on Wednesdays. Right. So every week, every Wednesday, you get new books. So what did you pick up? Well, this week I got, uh, I only had uh, West Coast Avengers by uh, Kelly Thompson and Gang Hyuk Lim is the artist. Okay. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to pronounce some of the artists and writers' names, man. Yeah. Know. Well, wait till I get to Mr. and Mrs. X. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Bazaldua or a Bazaldua or something like that is his name. Yeah, so. I think so. I read that book also, yeah. Yeah. Um, that one's also by Kelly Thompson. But yeah, West Coast Avengers, which I just saw an article that I think it's being canceled in April, which is a bummer because I was going to be like, go out and read that one. But, <laughs> but they I mean, still can. Go get back issues. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, it sounds like it's coming to an end. So there's one more issue left to close out this arc. And then I think that's it for the book, which is a shame because that one's really fun. You know what I noticed about you? What? You get some of those books. That do not last long at all. Yeah. You really do, man. Gambit was one of them. They did like 16 or 17 books for that one. Then what else that was short-lived? You always... Oh, Rocket. It was a Rocket Raccoon book was short. Yeah, well, that that one had a couple reboots that they did. And then eventually they just kind of merged it in with Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. When, um... 
is it Jerry or is it Gary Dugan? Dugan. Jerry Dugan or whatever. Dugan. Who I'm not a fan of. Um, when he took it over, and then uh, and now Rocket's kind of off on his own. He's not even part of the Guardians of the Galaxy anymore. So, but we'll get to that in a minute, right? Um, yeah, I, there's there's been several. I just kind of have that that taste. I don't know. Just I like the books that are a little bit further out from the mainstream. Because of course. I, I get tired of all those books that kind of get swept into the grand, you know, whatever the the summer special event or whatever, you know. And but unfortunately, yeah, some of your books get like that too. They do, and usually once they get to that point, I start dropping them. Right. Because <laughs> it it's so frustrating because you're going through an arc, and they may be halfway through an arc, and then all of a sudden the event hits, and they drop everything. And join in with the event, and then they come back, and it's like, well, you can't just pick up the arc where it left off. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What we call, <laughs> Sometimes they try. That's what we call cash cow. Right. But Money. It, yeah. So it's I just don't enjoy those. Um, I like ones that focus on specific characters or just are kind of fun. Gwenpool is another one, actually, that was canceled. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I read the whole... Gwenpool Silk. Right. Uh, yeah, all those. <laughs> Which come from a Deadpool character and a Spider-Man character. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. Man. I, I was reading Gwenpool, too, and Silk. I mean, I, I like both. Yeah. So, and West Coast Avengers actually has Gwenpool on it. So that was one of the reasons why I was reading it. The other is because it has the two Hawkeyes, and I really like the Hawkeye characters. But so. though, for my listeners... Trevor is a big Hawkeye fan. I am. He is. That, is. is that a problem? <laughs> no. It's not a problem. Okay. I like the guy, too. Come on. Come on. He's an Avenger. He's a marksman. He, no, he's actually... Yeah, he's a marksman. He just... Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, not an archer all the time. You know, he could... Well, yeah, he's a, he's a marksman in that he pretty much has impeccable aim right. with just about anything he throws or shoots. Yeah, he didn't have... He didn't work for that one like the other archer back in other company, D.C., <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, so yeah, West Coast Avengers is one that I've been enjoying. Uh, the other one I picked up this week was I decided to pick up the uh, No Road Home series, even though it's a weekly one. But I think it's only ten issues, so uh, I picked up issue number six. Yesterday. For, for those for those who don't know, that's a, that's a, that is an Avenger. It's book. an Avengers book, yeah. right? Which is kind of odd because Jan, Jan, um. Jason Aaron is writing the other Avengers book, and this book is also out. And, you know, now Marvel had the legacy numbering, right? Right. For those who don't know, Marvel started the um, the original numbering of the books. You know, you have like 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 Spider Man, for instance, is at eight hundred something, right? Right. But and the main number is seventeen. Right. But underneath it's, it, it's whatever the reboot uh, yeah number is. Yeah. So okay. Because they wanted to keep their number ones because those are those sell big time. Right. Know? Pick right. up the first issue. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Well, I'm not going to oh. get into that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Two years ago when they were doing that, like every five months there was a new number one issue. It was like, oh, this is God. ridiculous, guy. <laughs> now they're back to now. Spider-Man is they're guilty of doing it with Spider-Man now. It's like they had like Craven is back, right? And it's called The Hunted. And it started at issue 16, but after 16, it was a 16 point. I'm like, oh, God. 16 point. We're doing this again? Then a 17, it's going to be a 17 point. I said, oh, okay, okay. I'm like, man, that's one book, man, that has too many titles. I mean, that character has too many t- um, titles, man. And I, I stick with one, and that's Amazing Spider-Man. I can't, I cannot get into the other ones. Yeah, it, that's probably one of the reasons I never got into reading Spider-Man in the comics is because there's just so many books out there. And 
It's kind of the whole Wolverine thing. It's really hard to piece it together. It's like, wait, he's doing this, but then he's doing that, and then he's doing this, and then he's doing that. But these are all kind of at the same time, so... Yeah, you know, we talked about that one time ago, man, how Wolverine is every team. Wolverine is everywhere, yeah. Which team, and they actually did one book of that. It was like a, it was doing Old Man Logan run, then, not Old Man Logan, Jason Aaron was writing it at the time, and they had skipped an issue or something, and all of a sudden they get this book, Wolverine, Every day of the week, he's on a different team. Different team, and what is he fighting? The hand, he's fighting the Hydra, right. he's fighting Saber too. I'm like, wow, okay. Which is kind of funny, but then it still doesn't work because does. when you actually read the comic book, he's there on consecutive days with the team. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's, oh god, yeah. So, I'm I'm sorry, I'm going on track, but those two books you're reading. So tell me about the Avengers, though. Okay, so Avengers No Road Home. It's it's kind of an offshoot. It doesn't seem to have a main connection to just the regular Avengers oh, okay. series that's going on. And it, it, it kind of follows the previous, it's the same creative no sur- team that did no surrender. No surrender. Yeah. I read that. Yeah. And so it kind of follows in the footsteps of that with the character Voyager and what happened between the grandmaster and someone else who are, yeah, he's of, one of the um, gods that people forgot about. Right. So they, in, they were the gods in no surrender. I guess they were in some weird challenge squabble, whatever you know, but, against the um, right. black order. Yeah. So in any case, but Voyager comes back and then this one involves, um, it involves, uh, Olympus, and right. The gods there. And then the goddess of the night who is banished. Right. So it has a very uh, Thor Ragnarok feel to it, (laughs) where once the sun goes out or something, she can come out, and so the sun goes out everywhere, pretty much, on all planets. So it's just eternal darkness. And then, so Voyager puts together a team, she goes and gets Hercules, she gets the Hulk, she gets um, uh, Scarlet Witch, and then Scarlet Witch just happened to be in a diner talking with Hawkeye, so Hawkeye tagged along. Even though he wasn't invited, and Hulk uh, didn't want him there, <laughs> of course, because he killed him. And right, so then, there's back. a there's a lot of yeah. He keeps bringing that up. The Hulk keeps bringing that up about you know. Wow, yeah. If you if you don't know, guys, way back two years ago, two and a half years ago, I don't know. It was Civil War two. Hawkeye killed the Hulk with an arrow right in the skull. Right. So yeah. So, so he keeps bringing up that, and it's like, see, this is how a real man kills somebody, like with his fist, not like hiding in a tree and shooting him, <laughs> shooting wow. a, a man when he's <laughs> wow. Yeah. Way with that route, huh? It's like just crap like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then Rocket is there, but Rocket was with somebody else, and then Hulk just kind of grabbed him because Hulk was or Rocket was in some misunderstanding. Of course, the police showed up and. Another one of the superheroes. I don't remember which one it is right now. But then Vision and uh, Monica Rambeau. Is right. she Spectrum right now? I think I she is. And whatever her code name is right now. I think she is. I think those are the main characters. Okay. And then it's And then it's Nyx, um, the goddess of night, of the night, uh, and her children. But there's also a, um, another thing to it. It's another character we haven't seen in many years. They've, and Marvel got the rights back forth back of this character. Right. So basically, this is a spoiler. So if you want to read, although if you look at the cover for this week's issue, oh, it gives it away. Right. Uh, at the end of issue five, Scarlet Witch ends up somewhere else. She Voyager ends up having her jump somewhere because she's 
Basically, Nyx is trying to get back the three shards of her soul that right. Zeus broke apart and then hid in three different places. That damn bastard. Right. So, uh, Scarlet Witch managed to hold on to one while they were fighting Nyx, and right. then Voyager had her run away while the others ended up staying behind. The Hulk, Rocket, and Hawkeye are in... They're, they're over trying to find another one that's in Nightmare's realm. Right. And then... Um, and so then, at the end of issue five, Scarlet Witch ends up in this desert, and then kind of gets robbed by some, you know, brigands, and uh, and they take the shard, and then along comes Conan the Barbar- the Barbarian. So, God, so man. most of issue six, I think it is a little bit longer. That's why it was four ninety nine. Yeah, that I was telling you that. But it's um. It based the majority of it is Scarlet Witch and Conan the Barbarian, kind of going on their travels and then resisting the temptation to kiss, even though both of them are in like relationships or some shit. So. Really, man. <laughs> but you know, Marvel already brought Conan the Barbarian out already. Got two books that's out right now. You know, right. so I think is it the the Sword of Bar- Conan the Barbarian, something like that. But and then there's also his pirate lover, or whatever Belit, or dude, I don't know how to pronounce it. Dude, I mean, there's one for her too. I saw um, an advertisement for the next book. Right, mm-hmm. remember I was telling you called Savage Avengers. Yeah. So this is their the way of getting Conan into the main continuity of the Marvel Six One Six. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, Marvel. Okay, okay. All right, enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Conan. He's a little too... I mean, I get it. He's a barbarian, so he's a little brutal, and he's, you know, whatever. He's just kind of a... Hey, look at it this way. We might get a Conan the Barbarian movie. Oh, Marvel got the rights oh, now. Yeah, maybe he'll show up in the Avengers. Yeah, right? <laughs> Whoa. But he's just one of those big, beefy, you know, guys that, eh, it's not my... Not my style. Dude, if they bring Conan the Barbarian to MCU, man, I'm done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am finished. I am I'm, I'm done. No more. <laughs> I am done, dude. But, but I'm saying it, but if they do, I'm, I'm going to be very curious. Yeah, we'll probably still end up watching it, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, right. They got my money. But yeah, but the, okay, those are two books you read yesterday. I mean, this week. Right. So for me, you know, I'm a big fan of the book Chew. Mm-hmm. That was by Rob Guillory and John Lehman. So what happened is that uh, after that was done, I know Rob Guillory um, had something in the making, another book, and this was on. This is his baby. It is called Farmhand. So it picked. I've been reading since issue five. It's been a hiatus, not hiatus, but it had took a break about two or three months, and he he went back and did it again. So I read issue six. So I'm gonna give you a little backstory of the book. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be quick. The story is this: um, a father is this farmer named uh, Jebediah. Of course, he's Jebediah. He's got to be farm name, a biblical name, right? So some kind of way he um, discovered a seed. This seed, he grew the seed, right? He he cultivated it and everything like that, and, and he actually made body parts from the seed. It sounds weird, but you, when you read it, you understand it's science and all kind of technical stuff in there. He put it in there, you know, for stem cells and stuff like that. Instead of using stem cell, he used the seed and, the, and duplicated body parts. So it's the idea then that they can, like, someone who's lost a leg, they can grow, they can actually grow, grow an arm limb for them, or yeah, something. actually grow an arm, an eye, or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's, it's, it's kind of cool, man. And, 
And in the beginning, you know, they had, it was some espionage, right? It, trying to infiltrate the company and stuff like that. And he actually found out who did it. He, he told his guy, you got two choices. Either I kill you or I let you live. He let the guy live. But the guy is... <laughs> I'm sure there was more to it. But like, it's more you to have it. two choices. Either you live or you die. Which is it going to yeah, be? Yeah, it's something. I am pa- death. I'm, I'm pa- yeah. <laughs> I'm, paraphr- I'm doing a little paraphrasing here, right? So the thing is, man, is that... The, the the dude is a kid, right? He's uh, he's a kid, and so later on in the in, the, in later 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 issues, there this kid is at the high school with his grandson. I said, oh okay. So at the at issue six picks up. Um, there was a pig that was infected with the um, the seed, whatever whatever made the things grow. It started. Contaminating the the water and stuff like that, and people started whatever arms getting green and stuff like that. It was just looking sick. And the issue six, um, this this issue right here, um, his son are fishing, as you can see in the cover right here. It's like fish and stuff like that and all that. See that mm-hmm. the vines and yeah. yeah. So they're fishing. He's talking about dad. You never fish with me like that and stuff like that. But in this book, it just picks up where left number five left off, right? Of that pig, I told you about eating that pork. <laughs> that pig kind of intimidated the people, and people was coming to to the um, church sick and stuff like that. And like I said, man, if you are interested in reading something weird, uh, this is the book for you. A man growing body parts from a tree, from soil. So yeah, it, it's weird, man. It, it's just weird. So that's one of my picks of the week. You know, and also, he has a CD complimentary to the book, an actual CD. So music. What's, what's the CD? Just like music it, that he inspired, was inspired it, or music? Yeah, it's music. He, music to write by. I think inspired. He had a friend that did it for him, I believe, and um, that came out the same day the book came out. So if you guys like weirdness and just wackiness, that's a book for you. And the next book. Once again, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Shocking. Yeah, right? So in this book, it's, um, it's kind of different, man. This is Spider-Man life story. What it did is they did decades. So, you know, Spider-Man originally founded, I mean, in the 60s. It was made in the 60s, right? The character. So in this book, it's, it's done by Chip Zdarsky. If you don't know, he's the artist for Sex Criminals. He also works for Marvel, too. He um, written Howard the Duck. Um, the- Star Lord, Star Lord, right? I think he was doing Jughead for for Archie uh, comics, the Archie ones, yeah. And also, he's doing something else. I'm, can't, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Spectacular Spider-Man, right? Yeah, he's on the news. So his claim to fame to me was Sex Criminal stuff. We, because we both read that book, right? And uh, the artist is, of course, Mark Bagley. You know, you know, Mr. Spider-Man himself, and you know, Amazing Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man. So um, with this book, it. This is a chronological order. I mean, yearly, it's the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and 90s. It's supposed to be decades. So, in this, it's like a retelling of the Spider Man lore. I mean, mythos, I guess. Because mm-hmm. um, they have all the players in there, you know, Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane. Captain America even shows up in this. Iron Man, too. So, it's during the 60s, during the Vietnam War, Flash Thompson, everything like that. So, it's not part of the Marvel continuity. Mm-hmm. It's like a retelling of his story. Mm-hmm. Through decades, right? I thought that was pretty neat. 
Because, you know, you know what, man? Spider-Man has done so many times, many ways, you know? Right. So why not, right? So if you are a big Spider-Man fan, if you want something totally different in the Spider-Man lore or mythos, whatever, I think you need to check it out. If not, I mean, that's I, love, I like it. And the art, I think our art is great, man. I'm not saying it's because it's Mar Bagley. You know Trevor, so I'm not saying that. Right, but his his art is always good. Right, it's always solid. and the color is nice, man. I think the color is really nice there too. So, um, if if y'all want to decide to read a Spider Man title, and it's it's not an ongoing series, so it's, it's it's based on decades. So I think it's up to five books or six, five or six books. Okay, so, so they're not all in one book. It's just it just goes by. Yeah. This the first book so is this the sixties. So the next book is to be the seventies, and the other following be the eighty, on and on. So up until we get to into the two thousands. So uh, I think that was pretty interesting, man. The way to do that. So that's our picks, the picks of the week, and I um, guys, we recommend these books. If not, you know, pick one that you like. Always goes to your local comic book shop if you can. If not, you always go online and order your books. You know, any books, bookstores, they got stuff online too. So that's the topic for our um, pick of the picks of the week. Now, our other topic is going to be this crazy Netflix series. Netflix series that is called Love, Death, and Robots. Now, when I looked at the title, man, I'm like, oh, okay, this this is different. I mean, I I kind of heard about it, but I didn't really pay attention to it. I, you know, I, I read it, oh, well, Tim Miller doing some kind of project, whatever, whatever, for Netflix. And, man, dude, after watching this um, this TV series, well, this series, mm-hmm. dude, I went and watched it twice and three times, man. How, this, in my opinion, how good it is to me. Okay. You know, that's, I mean, I'll let you say what you want to say about it, Trevor. I mean. Thanks. Well, I'm glad. You know, I'm <laughs> I thought that was why I was on here. No, I mean, I could talk all day about it. I'll, just, I'll just parrot what you yeah, said. Go ahead. That, that, that great podcast. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I would, I would call you if I said, Trevor, you need to check this out, you know, because I know you liked anime, and I think it was kind of in your wheelhouse, the, the, the weirdness of it. A, a little bit with the weirdness, and I like a lot of the, the art style for some of them. Yeah. But, um. When I give my opinion, I'll get into the the aspects that aren't really in my wheelhouse. Right. So. Well, there was, I mean, it's a total of 18 episodes, and they are shorts. So they range from 5 to 13 to 16 minutes, something like that. Yeah, it's generally no longer than 17, 17, minutes, 17 per, minutes for an episode. Yeah, and I wish it this great because, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's like, this is an anthology. So it's like so many of them. And... I, I saw the whole thing in one damn setting, man. I binge watched it in one day. It only took me like, a, what was that, about 45 hours at least? Uh-huh. To watch all of them? No, it was, no how way. long? How was it? Well, if most of them are 17 to, minutes My long. mouth is kind of off. <laughs> yeah. My mouth is off. It's off a little bit. Even even if each one was 10 minutes, which that's not the case, 18 episodes at 10 minutes is 180 minutes. I, I mean, I watched the entire day in one day. Because uh, and 120 minutes is two hours. That's 180 right. 180 is three. Yeah, I mean, so. I know my math is off right now. <laughs> so, yeah. I watched the entire thing yeah, in one about, day. It's about three and a half hours, maybe. I, like I actually watched it in one day, man. I really did. 
I had shit else to do. I was going to say, get a life. Yeah, I know what I'm saying, man. I had shit else to do. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um... <laughs> I, I watched it over two days. So. Oh, you did too. I did one. Yeah. I did one day. Well, I didn't really have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had time to watch it for three hours. Of course you do. Yeah, I do. I have nothing else to do. <laughs> nothing else to do. I have no life, of course. But uh, but I really was like just all just taken by it. The 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 style, the different art styles they had. You had a little bit of original anime in it. Then you had the the CGI, but it was done so well. Man. A lot of it was really well done. Yo, it was it was done so well. I mean, it was like whoa. And you have we had one that actually had live people in it. It was one episode. That, yeah, there was only one that had actual, actual live people. people in it. Yeah, and we'll get to that one. Um, but the the stories, man, was pretty awesome, man. But the storytelling of it, of certain episodes, was pretty pretty awesome, man. Because in the short in that short minutes, the minutes they had, hell, man, that was that was that was something else. But um. I think someone said that this is almost like heavy metal. I was about to heavy say that. Metal. I, was, I was explaining it to Leslie the other yeah. day, and I was like, it reminds me a lot of heavy metal. Like, right. You know, back from the 80s, 80s or 90s, whenever it was. It's like it was kind of more of a rebooted version of that with more CGI, but it still had the some of the cartooning, but a lot of the sex and the violence right. and the gore. and the. So it was very reminiscent. And then when I looked up the Wikipedia thing... It said that um, the series is a reimagining of Fincher and Miller's long in development reboot of heavy metal. So there, there you go. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's the answer to that one. But I mean, as a kid, I remember having heavy metal, man. I'm not supposed to watch it, but it was. <laughs> we we both watched the heavy metal. It was yeah. heavy metal one and two. They had two. Two wasn't all that good. I man. don't think I ever watched the second one, but I watched the first one. Yeah, the first one. It, but all of it inter- interconnected a little bit. The storytelling of the orb was telling that he. He was the main narrator of the whole situation story, right? But in this, we didn't have that. But now these were these were just kind of an accumulation of independent shorts. Right. None of them really connects to the other. No, it really didn't. It really didn't. So, I, like I said, I have some episodes that I really liked, and some that was mediocre. Then, but some I just didn't care for. Right. But I don't want to get all into that. It'll be all night. Right, so we can touch on a few of the ones we like, I guess. But um, for, like I mentioned earlier, from my perspective, I like things that are a little weird or that kind of come at you from outside the box. Right. And that's what I liked about these things is that they're little short stories, but some of them are kind of like weird. They loop or they're just kind of kind of little zany ideas that are put together. And so it, I love the creative aspect of it. I agree. I totally agree with that. It was, it was very imaginative and creative, to creative, creative uh, I mean, aspect and everything like that. It was just like, man, you know, it's it's something that you and I would think about doing. You know what I'm saying? But right. I mean, I don't, I don't have the resource for nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we right. don't have that. But as as fans of anime, cartoons, and comic books, and everything. It, that kind of stuff is is in my warehouse. Also, the stuff that I seen, man. But I'm telling you, dude, that <laughs> that that whole series, man. I'm I can't wait if, if they do a season two, man. If they do a season two, I'll be so happy if they do. Right. 
So here's, I liked the I liked the animation, the art style, the creativity. Um, the the aspects that I don't like is that a lot of it is based on like a lot of gore and ultra violent, yeah. and some of them some of them the way they end it's kind of like haha we would just wanted to fuck you over type you know idea out of the that, eighteen right it's the majority of them are not happy endings oh no. But, um, so it was, that I'm not a big fan of. Not the not happy endings. It just kind of, it felt exploitative. Right. And they were going for the whole not safe for work type thing, which I'm okay with. I mean, finally, a show on Netflix I can spank it to, but. (laughs) Just kidding. Yes, there are a lot of boobs and stuff. It is a lot of But there are some that it feels a little too much like violence for violence's sake. Right. Or. You know, sex just for and nudity for titillation's sake, and not necessarily needed. Like the episode, "The Witness" is a good example of that one. That was yeah. I liked the idea because it was this weird mind, you know, it was a loop, loop or loop. whatever. It was it was a this loop. weird twist, which was interesting. But did the girl have to be a stripper running around naked the entire time? No, <laughs> there was no reason for that. Yo, you're right about that. Just think, you're right. Was, right. There's running. no reason for her to have been running around naked. Wow. <laughs> I just thought about that. It was just because that's what the writer wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, good thing that was a short. <laughs> yeah, you're right about the nudity and the sex and stuff like that. It was plenty in not all episodes, but it was quite Yeah, what I found is the order I was watching it in, which the order I got, apparently there's four random orders that right. you can get. But the order I got it in was the, the normal standard order that's on the Wikipedia page. Right. That's the order I watched it in. So I found that at the very beginning, there was a lot more violence and boobs and yeah, sex and in stuff the for the first half. Like the episodes in the first half that I watched the first night. Right. And then the second half, a lot less of that. Um, and it was. Although there was a lot more violence once you got to like the the, the dog soldiers ones and then the the Red Army, the Soviet the, Army the one. Last the one. very last one. Right. Which, that one, that... That was the worst one to end on because it was just it felt very pointless. Yo. It was long. The acting was good. The the um, the CGI was great. You know what? I honestly think that could have been to longer. The end, yeah, but you get to the end and you're just kind of like, spoiler warning. Hey, look! I'm gonna tell people this is gonna be a lot of talking right. about. It's gonna be spoilers regardless. So if you don't want to listen to the podcast, go watch the um, the um, series first. If so, still listen to it, please. Right. <laughs> Okay, well, I won't get into too many spoilers because let's, if we want to get into some spoilers, let's get into that after we tell which yeah. ones are our favorites. But it just kind of felt like it's, it was, hey, this is what we're doing. I understand that these things are bad and that's why we're doing it. But then it's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that last it, it left you just with emptiness. There, there was no. And the sad part about it, about about that last closure on it. The sad part about that man is that when the guy told the guy to get on a horse and go, he said, "Father, like, oh, give me a damn break." Damn it, man! (laughs) So that was kind of my main issues with it, and I had the same problem with heavy metal. Is that you know very exploitative, very violent for the sake of violence, and you know I want a show that's just kind of. It doesn't feel like it's forcing that stuff in to be like, look at how badass we are. But don't you think that's going to get the attention firsthand? You know, as far as the, the sex and the violence, because people are so gravitated to that so much 
of the sex and violence. Are you saying that's why people will watch it? I mean, would you think viewership? so? I mean, that it helps. Okay. Sex, sex sells. People of like people like violent movies and horror movies. But behind like it, got to be a, um, a story behind that stuff, just for the sake of it being violent. Right, and, like and that. that's why sometimes when there is, if I'm watching it and there's an interesting story or interesting characters in it, then I can get into it and be like, okay, I can kind of understand or forgive a lot of these you know exploitative elements but sometimes when it feels when it's short and you can't really you don't have a lot of time to get to know the characters or it just kind of feels like it's thrown in for no reason right that's when it starts to just be a little eh, i don't really know how to feel about this right um well i know you say it was some episodes like that so i'm going to ask you this um what are your favorite episodes in the 18 episodes? Okay, I had about, I think, five of them, which really kind of stood out. Right. So the first one that stood out was the one with the three robots. I kind of agree with that. That one was just very humorous. It was basically three robots, like different shapes and sizes or whatever, just kind of taking their vacation into post-apocalyptic, you know, <laughs> Earth with all, like, the dead people and the old cafes, and they're just kind of doing a tourist and taking pictures. I, I just love how they were explaining to them what the history of the human were, man. Right, right. and of course, they, they know half of it, but some of it is not quite right, and, you know. Like, spoiler, for instance, when the guy picked up the game system, hey, this is your grandfather. Yeah, because yeah, he was, like, Xbox 4000 or something, yeah. and this was the Xbox 3 or something. Yeah. And then, you know, with the cats, it's like, uh-oh, he started purring. That you got to keep purring, otherwise he'll blow, he'll blow up. Yeah, that, that, that was hilarious, dude. But the twist was this. Once again, it's a spoiler. The twist was, how did they die, right? And you see that cat, and the cat with them to the end. Was with them the whole time. The whole time. And all of a sudden, the cat started talking. Yep. And all of a sudden, they were the, the, the um, demise of the human race. Because the human race decided to give them opposable thumbs. <laughs> so once once they were able to open their own can of tuna, <laughs> it was all downhill from there. That is so smart and so hilarious so, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's like man. those little creative things, you know. And, and just the way the robots were just talking about everything. Because you're like... That look at it from their perspective. Right. What what does this look like? Because sometimes they have no idea what humans are doing. No. We have no idea what humans are doing most of the time. So, <laughs> Okay, we got one that we agree on. I like that one yeah, also. So that one I liked. That was pretty humorous. Um, the other one I liked was called Good Hunting. And this, nice. yeah. this one's mostly because I, I kind of... I mean, I, I like... You like the it, Japanese. Right, it's a lot more anime influenced, but, although yeah. this one's more like a Chinese thing, but... It also involves, like, they call it a uh, huli jing, a which is basically spirit. a fox spirit, right. or a kitsune in Japan is what it would be called. Right. Um, so it involves that, and I kind of like that. And so I liked the idea behind it. It got kind of screwed up, and I didn't like the way the the fox girl was treated. Yeah, you and I agreed on that because yeah. at first I thought he was going to fall in love with the you know of the of that fox spirit right. when it was kids. But all of a sudden she the way they did they did things to her man cut her legs and made her uh, body yeah, like yeah, a, like a whole body like side uh, yeah into a robot and then um, it was but I mean, there were a lot of aspects I liked about it. I liked the art. I liked the 
you know the the setting and it then started to have like a steampunk vibe it went from very traditional china to like futuristic steampunk china and uh, the way i looked at it that was that was very creative i like that and i saw it with a lot of social um what's the word i'm looking for uh, the way it was treated. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, the whole colonization. Thing. Yeah, they, yeah, the, yeah. The, their British masters is what he kept referring to them as. Yeah, but that's which is, you know, very real, and it's something that, in some ways, still has an impact today. Not necessarily in terms of colonization, but no. the whole, you know, one race thinks they're superior to the other races, right? And so they they feel like they can treat like so the british feel like they can treat these china the chinese people like crap right treat them as prostitutes rape them on the streets you know just kind of in general yeah just... that that was a problem i had with that close to the end of the uh, the short is that part of it because i because I, I, I would liken it up until then like damn it's kind of fucked up right yeah it then starts to yeah delve into a lot of prostitution and yeah sex and subservient sex and that sort of thing that it i mean they don't really show it but that's the implication you right. get so that was the that type of aspect i didn't like about it it was a little too i don't know violence against women thing that's that, that what it uh, was never sits well with me right so what was the other one? We might have the same one on this right. one too. What's the other one you? And like? then, um, uh, blind spot was fun. Blind spot was the one oh, with the, the cyborg people. crew yeah. that was doing that heist. Right. So that one is just a pretty fun kind of, kind of funny, wacky, um, pretty cool animation. Basically, yeah. Dude, I'm that the driver of the car of the driver the robot driver in the um the van. Sound like claptrap. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, Bob. Bob. Yeah, like that sound like claptrap, man. Yeah. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, <laughs> like, so that, that one was funny. Um, that one, uh, Ice Age, which is the one that actually had live action people. But you say you didn't care much for that one. When I was texting you back and forth about that one, no, I said I hadn't watched it. Oh, you haven't watched it yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, read I had it no wrong. opinion on it. Yeah. Because well, I hadn't watched it. Okay. You were like, the Topher Grace one is good. And I'm like, I haven't watched it yet. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. But yeah, I enjoyed that one. So that one had uh, Topher Grace and Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it as like a couple that moves into a new apartment. And there was an old-timey fridge that was left behind. Oh, icebox. Right. And when they, when they open the icebox and kind of dig out some of the ice, they realize there's an entire civilization, a mini-civilization in the... But it's going at such a rapid rate right. that they're advancing through the years. One of the guys said, the construction guy said, oh, yeah. I'm tired of looking at their ugly faces. Something said about their face. Right. Because the funny part is, is that when it's from their perspective, because it's moving so fast, they could just be standing there for a second. But from them, that's an entire lifetime. That's true. Yeah, it was a lifetime. <laughs> so basically, it's just two people's heads in the <laughs> frozen in the sky for their entire life. <laughs> and what happened is, it, it started all over again. Right, because because so, civilization got to a point that if war came and nuclear war and all of a sudden the part when Topher, Topher I'm saying right, yeah, Topher Grace, I right, they had a poof, it blew up his face turned red, <laughs> yeah, his face was like <laughs> oh yeah, like sunburn. But then all of a sudden <laughs> civilization was wiped out. But then it started all over. Yeah, again. It started all over with the caveman again when yeah. they checked it the next morning. Yep, that was that was a good. Scene. So yeah, that one that one was fun. I enjoyed that one. And then uh, the other one. The story itself was okay, but um, I liked the I liked the concept. I liked the art; it was really good. The CGI on it, um, but Lucky Thirteen. 
Um, so I agree. It was about a. Uh, it was about like I guess kind of like colonial marines type thing, like pilots. It reminded me of the Alien uh, franchise, right? And so, but they were like the pilots that that fly the right. you know the the cargo ships that drop drop them off and just kind of do bombing runs right. that sort of thing. And that one was um, that one was was good and. It's about a ship that supposedly is bad luck. Is bad luck, right? Because um, it's it's called thirteen. It has thirteen in it in its number twice. But if you add all the numbers up, they equal thirteen. Right. So, and the thing is, when it it, it always came back. Right. The, that's that's yeah, crazy. The ship always managed to come back, back yeah. but its entire crew was always slaughtered. Yeah. But then this new rookie pilot is the one who has to fly it because she's the rookie. And then I guess she creates a bond with this um, ship, and then it becomes really lucky. It serves her really well over several missions. Yeah, she was very attached to that ship. Right. I mean, that was a great um, series too. I mean, um, show too. Also, yeah. I was actually looking on IMDb too, mm-hmm. just like looking at the cast on this thing. And when I got to the woman who plays the Lieutenant Colby, the right. pilot, looks exactly like. Her. So they they did just take her, you know. But likeness you know the you know the, um, to, the guy, her, uh, the officer above her. Yeah. He said you wanted the, the different ship. I recognize that face, mm-hmm. that actor. Right. But I couldn't get the name, man. So they actually. Yeah. So that one was one of those ones that they did more with the actual facial right. recognition and um, CGI modeling. That's that's some great work, man. I really I really like that. It's really great. So what's the other one? I might have the same one also. I think those were all five. Those, those are the five. those are the main ones I like. Yeah. All right, yeah, you named some out. I don't like that. All right, sucker, suckers, no, sucker, sucker of souls. That was the anime. Oh, that was the yeah, that Dude. was very anime. The vampire. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like supernatural stuff, man. And it it was just it was violent, of course. Yes. But it just the dialogue of the mercenaries and the doctor, it was just hilarious. Yeah, it did have it did have good dialogue. You know, it was, the characters were kind of fun. Um, they were British. Were they British? Uh, they were, was all, two of them were. And other yeah, they like British or, or Irish. Irish, kind of more Irish. Was it Irish? But, yeah. I'm not fan of it, but yeah, I mean, it's just it was just hilarious, man. You know, it was just it was funny, but the bloody. You know, and yeah. but the funny part was the cats, man. Once again, right? Yeah, the cats. The cats. Yeah. The cats played a part in this too, and there was no correlation with the three robots. But it was just funny that they had cats in this one already, right? And that was two shorts that had cats in it. So that was other my other favorite. The other one was um, shape shapeshifters. Okay. The werewolves. Once again, you see a theme here in supernatural stuff, right? You know, that story was like these guys, um, the werewolves were part of the military. They was like sniffing out snipers and bombs like that. And uh, I thought it was pretty neat to use their abilities for that. But they was always they also outcasted because the other soldiers didn't like them. Right. You know, of course, they were showing some bigotry and prejudice, the prejudice of it and everything like right. that. But um, I, that's, I like that one also. And... Like I said, all in all, man, the series was great. But the I liked it, but I didn't love it. It was yogurt. That one was weird. Thankfully, that was the shortest one. Yeah, it was, it was so weird. That one was just very weird, yeah. But yeah. yogurt that became sentient yeah. kind of took over the world. And they left the world. Yeah. And they left the people behind. Like, what should we do? Yeah, the, the one I really didn't care for, um, just because the art wasn't that great. And it was just kind of... 
It went on a little too long. It was a little bit boring. What's that? Uh, it was Zima Blue. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, the one about the, the great artist who, you know, it's... it's he was actually a robot. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of an interesting yeah. twist, but at the same time, it was just kind of, eh. Yeah, I, I could have done without this one. <laughs> I didn't care for that one that much. No. Um, you said Secret War, you didn't like that one, though. I, I liked it. I just, it had an empty feeling like it was kind of pointless. Right. That was my main issue with it. But, okay. you know... I was kind of getting into the characters a bit as it went along, and the the CGI work was Dude, stunning. I, I just thought about what you just said. If they had, if it was not a short, that made an excellent uh, movie. Right. If, if it was a full movie that you know expanded on the world, made you know a little bit more, got us in depth with these characters, and had a little bit of a different ending. Right. <laughs> it could have been great because the way that story was told, because the creatures they actually showed you how they came about. Through some uh, um, through um, arcane magic, arcane yeah. magic, yeah, ritual sacrifice, ritual sacrifice. Yeah. Wish again, they used the damn yeah, woman, there's, man. There's a naked woman, well, yeah, gutted her. I'm like, okay, there we go. Violence against women, right? Unfortunately, there is a little too much of that in this series. Yeah, why is that? I don't. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, I'm not. I was just reading a whole article on Netflix's whole thing with violence against women, most yeah. of their top shows. So, but. Yeah, I cannot. Um, Most no. of those ones I don't watch, so I don't really want to get into it. But um, but that's about it, man. Like all all in all, man. If I rate this show, this TV series, it is a TV series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a series. If I give a rating out of five, one through five, and five is the highest, mm-hmm. they get a five out of five for me, man. Really? Really? I mean, I I, I could get it's. I can I can't look past the women the, the the violence against women man but I give it a five out of five man I mean I guess that's that's me what about you I'd probably give it a three point five out of five yeah you know it's it's enjoyable I liked that I saw it but at the end of the day could I have lived without watching this probably uh, probably you know but I just find it so interesting that we come to an age now that we we what can I say there's so much stuff out there. And seeing something like this for a change, mm-hmm. it was refreshing because, I mean, it's, it was something different. And like you said, it was more of a reboot of heavy metal. I grew up watching heavy metal. I shouldn't have been watching it because of <laughs> fucking boobs and sex and violence and, you know, John Candy voice acting it. You know, it was a nice soundtrack and stuff like that. I could go on and on. But it was refreshing to see an anthology. We haven't seen anthologies like that in a long time, mm-hmm. including when it comes to animation. Right. You know, so I, that's the reason I like this so much. Right. And the thing I like about these type of projects, though, is that, I mean, one, they're short. So if right. you don't really like one, it's over pretty quickly. Yeah. So um, the other thing is because they're more of an independent thing. Right. It's It allows the directors to kind of create their own vision. They're not stuck with all the Hollywood cliches. Which is true. And it has to have a happy ending, and it has to have all the romance and the whatever. It's like they can kind of be creative and do their own weird little twists and you know stuff that's a little bit outside the box, like right. I said earlier, beyond the norm. You know, It breaks some of the cliches, which is what I loved about anime in the first place right. when I first started watching it. Now, unfortunately, there's... A lot of fan service. There's way too many cliches. And tropes. I mean... There's a lot of fan service, but there's the whole, like, the etchy genre and the whole isekai, you know, genre, which is I the... I think we're going to have another podcast yeah, on that Waking one, up in another world. But, but 
originally, you know, it still did have its its tropes and cliches, but originally a lot of it was it had these bizarre endings. It had bittersweet endings. It had, you know, depressing endings. It it didn't have to follow this Hollywood, you know, the uh happy ending type thing. And Disney, that's what I like about Disney happy endings. Yeah. <laughs> which is a lot on most of the stories they tell because it was based on some grim. Oh uh, yeah, all the grim fairy tales. Yeah, so they had to, oh, they give it a happy ending. Ah. But you know that's another story. In the itself. grim fairy tales were a little bit too depressing and you know, yeah, spare filled for but my I, taste. I totally totally agree with you with the anime. That how I, I'm drawn into it also because growing up as a kid, man, I, I watched the GI Joe, um, Transformers, He Man, all that stuff. But as I got older in the teenage years. My exposure to anime was up until when I got into probably college, maybe. But we've been watching anime for a while, but I did not know it. Like, for instance, Transformers yeah. was anime, the way it was done and the way the format of it and everything like that. Even Thundercats was a bit of an anime. Mm-hmm. Thundercats, um, Battle of the Planets, I didn't know was anime, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, my... I think when I got a little bit older, like I said, I was a teenager, probably 18. That was my first time seeing an anime that was like bloody. Like, what the fuck is this? Akira. Yeah. I think it was that, Akira. Then Vampire Hunter D. But I guess I'll talk about that in another podcast. But right, yeah. I was just saying the, the, the trend. I like the whole creative, something different approach that right. you can do with these sort of shorts. Right. And that's the part I really appreciate about yeah. them. Yeah, there you go. I mean... Cool, Trevor. You know, always a pleasure, man, to have you on my podcast. You know always, what I'm saying? Always great being here. I appreciate you inviting me again. Always, always a pleasure. You know, we got a good thing going on right here. Mm-hmm. So, Pete, um, so Trevor, so how can people get all the goodness of your opinions? <laughs> all, all the goodness of me. Yeah, the goodness <laughs> of you. How can all your social media accounts? Primarily just on Twitter. I'm, I'm at Toshiro No Ronin. Okay, um, cool. Yo, before you go, uh, man. I don't really tweet very often before you got this send you something on twitter as today oh yeah 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 it was the, I'm, I'm off topic on this one way off topic. way off topic on this one but it was ichiro suzuki right you know he used to, he used to play he played for the mariners and he played in japan he finally retired man that dude played for damn 20 what nine well, total nine years in japan and 19 years in the, 27. Major, in the mlb so 20 damn yeah. that's dude that's a long time man yeah. right, but anyway so um, you can also catch me. I mean, want, you can get my social media sites on just being Amos, all Twitter, Instagram, my webpage, and stuff like that. So until then, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just being a